Ready? Well, that's how I saw it in the podcast. All right, I just finished watching the spin cycle on the washing machine, and you know what that means. It's time for us to begin. Ladies and future boys, welcome to the school for Wayward Nerds. How's it sound, Sandra? Yeah, she's there. The only podcast beyond to the point of no return. My name is Terry DePaula, and my whole life I have been not that big of a fan of Disney. I watched Kids WB instead of Saturday Disney, you know? Like, I did like Atlantis and Treasure Planet. We've covered one of those. Just one? I don't know. We've, we've, we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast before, but both of these seem kind of like outsiders in the Disney lineup. Like, you say your favorite Disney princess is Keita, and no one knows what the fuck you're talking about. My producer and co-host is the Disney professional nerd here. Say hello, Kyle. Hello, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, she knows Walt's birthday. It's in December. Oh. She knows their anniversary. It's in July. Um, she worked at one of the parks. Walt Disney World. Uh-huh. And she watched the fireworks from the rooftop of Pirates one time. I did. Yep. She don't sort tell of- anyone that, because I don't think you're allowed to do it. What are they going to do, fire you? They could. <laughs> You're fine. They have the power. Yeah, so they've done it all. Um, she's bought. She's done it all, bought the shirt and come home. Which is why the biggest scandal to date on this podcast is that she prefers ants to bugs life. Yep. So for this... But one, I, I would like to point out, bugs life is a Pixar film. They're the same thing. Now they are. They sure is. So for this once-in-a-lifetime moment, I'm taking the side of the House of Mouth, That's the grand stage itself, and defending its honour in the School for Wayward Nerds 2023 War of the Movies from 1998, specifically about ants. Battle Royale. Yes, that's right. Joining me in this square circle, Producer Kai, how's it going? You just did that to make me mad. Yep. You're not a fan of a square circle? No, a circle is a circle, a square is a square. You can't have a squared circle. All right. So the build-up leading into this battle begins in late 1980s. Further back than I expected. Disney animation sucked butts. Black Cauldron tanked. Don Bluth had quit and made American Tale and it destroyed the Grace Mounts detective in theatres. How do you feel about that? Which one's better? Oh, I'm... (laughs) Controversial. Yeah, go on. Wow, you are not a Walt Disney friend this week. You're you're a monster. Um, But, you know, that defeated Great Mouse Detective, but not nearly as bad as Land Before Time kicked the ass of Oliver and Company. Mm. Which are those two do you prefer? Oh, look at that guilty face. Look, I grew up loving all of the animations coming out of the Americas. Alright. So, a guy named Jeffrey Katzenberg had begun to shake things up with these gong show pitch meetings. Fuckers from all up and down the company would throw ideas out and see what stuck to the war. Things like The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Pocahontas and Hercules all have their beginnings in these little meetings. Another idea that didn't pop off right away was Army Ants. Mm. A movie about a pacifist ant in a militarized colony. Mm. Familiar sounding, huh? Let's jump ahead to Toy Story, the world's first feature-length CGI film. Much to the world's everlasting regret, as far as I'm concerned. Love Toy Story. I am sick of CGI animation doing all the animation. Yeah. I just like two-dimensional things sometimes. It needs to Draw me a picture that moves. Come on. Pencil acts. The the, the bee's knees. Yep. The Casper jammies. All I have left is Lackadaisy, and we'll see how Futurama goes. I'm a little intrepidatious. With the new season. Mm. Last time they did a reboot, it was literally. 
yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We have faith. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there to have a look. Alright, so, um, at this point, uh, and, you know, early CGI, it was still very shiny. We're in post-production for Toy Story, yeah. Yeah. You know how, like, it, it was all very plasticky, that's why they went with toys? Because you can't really get textures right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because of these limitations, they couldn't do many things, but they could do a shiny exoskeleton. Like on a bug, perhaps. The ants are very, like, oil-slipped in this film. Hmm. But I did notice they are that. shiny. Yeah. But like you can do a bug shell a lot easier than you can do a mortal man. Hmm. People don't talk about how nasty looking Andy's mum looks into his story, you know what I'm no, saying? No, they just talk about how awful Andy looks now. Like if, if when you look back to what he is now, hmm. the old photos are terrifying. Hmm. Yeah, well they couldn't do people yet. It's a long way out from into the spider verse. So, Army Ants had re-entered the field with its new title, Bugs. Hmm. Inspired by tales like um, the Ant and the Grasshopper and Seven Samurai, it came together in in a big Pixar lunchtime meeting, which were similar to the gong shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but these little lunch meetings spawned the ideas for Finding Nemo, Monsters, Inc. and Wally. Wally. Mm-hmm. I like that... Wally's a great film. I like that Disney is completely held afloat these days by, like two or three just random pitch meeting conversations and nothing else. That's all the all the ideas. Really, if you go back in the day, it was pretty much the same thing. No, no, it was read the Grim Fairy Tales, steal everything. No, that's... <laughs> Rape and pillage they fairy tales. sweatbox meetings. I know, but they still like to just, you know, take all the fairy tale ones to do that. Which, which fairy tale does Dumbo come from then? Um, Elephant and the Circus. Smart <laughs> Can't dispute me because, you know. Because you're too stupid? Yep. Okay. Alright, I win. Alright, so while Pixar is chugging along with their ant movie, Katzenberg has a falling out with Eisner. Which, you know. Who had a first Shut name I didn't write down. Michael. Michael Eisner. Such a villain in Disney's history, he accidentally made DreamWorks. Such a villain in Disney history that we don't have villains anymore. Yeah, he killed villainy. Everyone's too afraid. So he was the Disney boss at the time, and Katzenberg was expecting a promotion that didn't arrive. So Katzenberg went off to start his own Disney. Yay! Which, uh, which would end up being DreamWorks. And what movie would they going to begin with? Uh, Prince of Persia, or whatever it's called. Prince of Egypt, sorry. But um, in a petty change of course, they decided to go with Ants. How very original. Um, this also meant in 1998... Technically- Technically, mm-hmm. it is original. So, at the moment... Because he came up with it. No, he was just at the same meetings as the people that are going to do bugs. Yeah, but he threw it up at the bus. Alright. So, in 1998, 66% of CGI films were based exclusively upon ants. A percentage that never saw such heights again, despite the attempt made by Ant Bullock. Is that really true? Because I remember multiple ant films. Full-length films. There was Toy Story, Bugs Life, and Ants. I'm not talking about shorts no, no, or anything I mean, like that. No, no, but I mean, like, mo- moving forward. Because mm. you got Ant Bully. You got Ant Bully, yes. What's the one with the white hair? He's a live-action, the kid from Finding Neverland. And he turns into a, a bug. I think that's Ant Bully. No, I'm sure You keep Googling else. it, but you're talking about live action here. All right, bug-related films, got it. All right, well, while she does that, 
We're going to get into... Because it's got Snoop Dogg in it. Okay, great. Um, So as we get into the movies proper, Ants came first, so we'll start there. However, I will point out that they wanted Ants to come out before Bugs Life, so, you know, they swapped its opening plan with Prince of Egypt and then did a rush job to get it out a month earlier than Bugs Life. Um, DreamWorks began with such a petty attitude that if I cared about Shrek, I would probably like it. There are surprisingly a lot of bug films. <laughs> Great. James and the Giant Peach had some bugs in mm-hmm. it. And B-Movie. <laughs> Is there any ants in B-Movie? Probably. Okay. I fucking hate B-Movie, by the way. It's fun for the memes, but, like, when it came out and you watched the entire thing and you were like, this is terrible. I think I've only watched it once ever. Me too. I've only finished it once ever. Yeah. I've seen clips and shit. But yeah, it's terrible. And it feels like they finished the movie slightly too early. Because the whole plot at the end, it's like, oh, we have to make flowers again. Feels like it was just tacked on just to fill up 20 minutes. My first impressions of Ants. That's where we are now. No nostalgia blindness, just straight into this bug movie in my late 20s. I have nostalgia blindness. You sure do, because it's shit. I owned <laughs> Spoilers it. Spoilers for my opinion. I owned later. it on VHS. Mm-hmm. I did not own bugs. I, I just want to I, I just want to sure make this a clear line in the sand of I did physically own and have access to ants at all time. Mm-hmm. Did not have that with bugs. Is that a brag or a handicap? It's a handicap because. <laughs> You know, it's it's. That's not the most offensive thing you've ever said. I I have more memories with ants than I do with bugs. Okay. So the movie opens the same way it closes, reminding viewers of nine eleven by flaunting the twin towers. Well, it was before they would not. Well, yeah, they're still in it anymore. But you know, hindsight. Uh, yep, it's a New York film because it's a Woody Allen film. The main character is Z, a neurotic, hard to describe on a personal level without sounding racist. He's a, he's a little ant who dreams of something more because he thinks he deserves it despite being shit at everything. Uh, he's voiced by Woody Allen, a man mostly famous these days for marrying his adopted stepdaughter or something. Anyway, after we watch his psychiatrist tell him that he is insignificant because he is an ant, we see the colony he belongs to. And I, I, I was going to credit the music department. I couldn't work out who did it. But the music in this, I didn't, I didn't like it. It's very, it's very buoyant. Yeah. Buoyant is the word I'm looking for. It, it has some some bops in there. Does it? It does. Does it have any licensed music? I don't even remember now. Yeah. We watched it maybe like I, seven I, days ago. It's got a couple of ones. I also like the song at the end. About the rubber tree plant. Oh yes. Yeah, um. So it's look. I just, I'm not saying that it's the greatest soundtrack ever produced, but it's it's okay. Not Another Teen Movie might be one of my favourite soundtracks. I also For licensed wanna, music. Anyway. I also want to point out, because I feel like this is a bit... This whole episode is kind of turning into a personal attack. I'm not trying f- for it to be that way, but it it's gonna. It's At gonna no be. point in any conversation that we've had so far, have I said that Ants is a good movie or a great movie. You didn't say it was good, you said it was better, I said and it that's was what started better. all of this. This is, this is your fault. I forget why it came up. Because you tried to watch Bugs Life. 
You, you tried to put it on one night during dinner, and I was <laughs> like, actually, I prefer ants, and you were like... So upset. Excuse me. I was a... Oh, I was, I was, I was beside myself. To, to the point that we didn't even get fifty seconds into the film before you turned it off. Yeah, because we had to have a fight then. <laughs> now, now that we've started ants, can we talk about how grotesque this movie looks, please? The character design is seriously the most ugly thing I think I've ever seen, and I was having trouble finding comparisons. But you see, mm. I was indoctrinated. Okay. On the a round thing is nice. Uh huh. A pointy, spiky thing. Angular things are chaotic. Is is chaotic and mean. And square is stubborn. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I know the shape theory. Bugs. Uh huh. Ants particularly. Uh-huh. Evil little minions that attack. They're relatively round, except for pincers. No, no. Which I'm bringing up now. Attack. I'm establishing pincer law here because you said at one point during Bugs' life. Ew, they don't have enough legs. And I pointed out none of them have pincers. So no one's accurate. That's because they're the scout ones. No, I'm, I'm just saying... If none of us are accurate, you can't have extra points for As it. a human, I dislike ants. Yeah, me too. They're and these ants off. are pointy. I wonder if it's either pointy. They're just angular. Pointy. All right. Look, the love interest in this film, Princess Bala... The only comparison I made the entire film is that her head is shaped like the Superman logo. It is. It fucking is. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I find them all to be so gross. It sets off my cringe radar, which is weird, because I'll, I'll, I'll put up with some fucking things. I don't know what it is about this film. Yeah, so we've got Ugly Ass Z talking to Ugly Ass Jennifer Lopez Ant, and they got to make, like, a wrecking ball because they're worker ants. So they do this, and Z is, like, the chain link to the ball. Which, if you knew that this was something that this guy wasn't good at, why did you allow him to do it? He's pre-established to have this job already. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, but it's pre-established that he's no good at it. He's shit at everything, because he he acts like Kyle's cousin Kyle in South Park. He's a horrific stereotype. He's, ste- he's setting the Jewish community back thousands of years. At least they were alive then. <laughs> Alright, well, let's move on from that. So, yeah, he's like, oh, well, I don't actually know about this, yada yada. And he goes, you know, he he's lets go of, of the. Heights. Yeah, he lets go of the wrecking ball and they crash down and he says, yeah, I dropped the ball. And it pauses for like five cringy seconds to accommodate for a laughter that never arrived. It's funny. There's a long pause though, right? Yeah. If you felt it, you felt it in your britches. Yeah. A lot of the jokes in this movie fall brutally flat. Yes, indeed. After this day of work, he stumbles his incompetent ass through. He goes to the bar with his big friend Sylvester Stallone. Ant, who I'm surprised it's Sylvester Stallone. I think he's kind of become a parody of himself, as far as like the Sylvester Stallone voice goes. Whereas in this, he's doing like a Buzz Lightyear impression. Yeah, but it, he, there's no slurring or anything. That's what I'm saying. Like it is very voice acted. Yes. For Sylvester Stallone. That makes sense. So Sylvester Stallone is not playing Sylvester Stallone playing a character. Yeah, he's, he's sort of like a character. He's flanderized. That's mm-hmm. the word. You know, I, I do like him as King Shark, though. You like him as King Shark, yeah. He has hand. Good, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I was impressed by him. I'll give, I'll give the movie some credit where I can. They actually, like they do the whole stunt casting bit that I fucking hate in all animation like where 
we're dealing with that with Super Mario today. Like it's never going we're, to we're stop. We're pulling out big names. For if we put a big name on the poster, someone will give a shit. Which is not how it works. The the kid seeing the film doesn't know who Sylvester Stallone is. The kid who's seen Rocky one through three doesn't care about ants no more. Animation isn't just for children. You know what I mean, though. You actual enjoy voice actors Mario. matter. Yeah, and I was kind of surprised at how much I got over the Chris Pratt thing. I reckon they tweaked his voice. I think you're right. I'm I'm out here saying they they as close to um, Sonic as they could. I'm just saying. Heroes can have Italian accents. And I'm still claiming... <laughs> They're allowed. I'm still claiming my win mm-hmm. of they re- put out the Sonic film. Oh, this is... The trailers were purely to get the hype. They had totally redone the film already. Yeah, it was a little delay tactic. I'm claiming it. Okay. Right, so we're in the bar with Sylvester Stallone, and there Z continues to bitch about having a job and how he won't drink the ass juice out of the little bugs. I would like to point there's out... There's a lot of butt jokes in this. There's one in Bugs Life, but there's like seven or eight in Ants. Yeah, but this is before they got to the, the Shrek level of how the do we put humor. how do we put adult jokes into a children's film? Mm, yeah. This this was the predecessor. Right, so while they're there talking about Bugs, an ant with stubble, for some reason, starts talking about the dumbest location ever put into a script. Insectopia. <laughs> I'm not, a, I'm not on my phone mid-script. I have a, I have a bit. Mm-hmm. Utopia, <laughs> I have a bit. Utopia is something that people know about, and, of course, the insects... I don't know what it is about topias, but they suck. As a rule, like, any topia is terrible. I don't know what that is. It's just a thing I've picked up on. After that, the ants start doing a weird dance, and Z meets the princess, who is a Sharon Stone ant. Um, he quickly develops an unhealthy obsession with her and ends up going to war by accident. Yeah. Now the movie shows a lot of death. Has a few gentle swear words like um, anus, I think, was in there. That's anatomically uh-huh. correct. Uh, tight ass. I think someone said bitch at one point. Don't hold me to that, though. But there was one where I was like, huh. All right. But that does not mean I would call it adult. It's like childish trying to be edgy. Nothing Again. Nothing. the adult is making a joke about bugs eating crap and having all its heroes chasing pussy this much. Again. Every every character's motivation in this is pussy. Do you notice that this time around? Yeah. Z, Z has all of... I don't think ants have vaginas. It, the mum one does, I reckon. The queen ant. I still don't think it's classified as a vagina. They've probably got cloacas. You'll have to fact check That's that list. That's a bird. So? Ants not Ants is birds. Bird. Um, yeah, it's the Sega competing with Nintendo sort of vibe. Um, but yeah, Z's premise just wants to fuck the princess. Sylvester Stallone ants. What's I forget his fucking name. Um, his his whole like plot is he just wants to bang working girls. Yeah. And the villain in that I don't think had any motivation to make any sense. We'll come we'll come around to that. Yeah, he does. He he's supposed to be with the princess. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, it makes sense, though, because all of the other soldier girls are, like, you know, very, very angular and big and things. He just wants a little lady. Okay, fair enough. Alright. So, 
I'm learning a lot about egg fertilization right now. You're learning about ants? Yeah. Alright, so he survives because he stumbled into a hole during this big termite war and gets to meet the queen and the princess again, isn't that nice? Who he promptly kidnaps and escapes the nest with. Once outside, he decides to go to Insectopia. Meanwhile, Gene Hackman ant is plotting to genocide the worker ants and their queen because he hates infrastructure and just likes war. Hmm. Kaya, explain to me how his plot makes any fucking sense. He's going to kill all of the weaklings in, in the nest. Uh-huh. The ones that order- build the nests. Yes, but you could have the big muscly person do the nest. All right. He never says that. He just says, I fucking hate people who have jobs. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants to be in charge. He doesn't understand that a queen is at the top. He oh, he's to Jasmine from Aladdin. Yeah. Wants to be in charge, has no concept of anything. Yeah. That whole she doesn't know what economies or money is is crazy. I can't believe they left it in the remake. Yeah, but bonkers. it would be pretty accurate. I know, but it's so Time fun. and place and... Gender. I don't, yeah, but at the end of the day, if you want to push some sort of feministic ideals, Jasmine from Aladdin needs to change a little more than that. Look, they tried really hard in the live-action remake. No, that's what I'm saying. They fucking did a terrible job in she the live-action remake. She has a whole song about, you know... About how she wants to rule the world. Yeah, yeah, but she doesn't know what money is. What you she shouldn't mean? be in charge of anything. Ex- excuse me, mister. I just fill up my petrol tank without checking the price. That's different, baby. I know what money is. It's the shit that's just fallen off of me. I'm loaded. So technically, <laughs> Jasmine's in the same place. But I know I have to pay for the petrol. I'm not stupid. Well, she wouldn't have to pay for the petrol. It's a camel. <laughs> you got to feed a camel. Again, she doesn't have to do that. She has someone that does that for her. Christopher Walken Ant is good. Oh, yeah. He's also, like, voice acting in this. He doesn't sound like Christopher Walken. He, he does take the pause, but it seems more because he is a soldier. It seems more, like, authoritarian. Christopher Walken can't help the pause. That's an actual human tick. Because he grew up with a Polish father, I believe, who English wasn't his first language, and he would have to pause to kind of work out the rest of the sentence. And his son picked up on it, and that's why he does it. But in this, it's the Sylvester Stallone thing. He's not necessarily being himself. Mm. The stunt casting isn't just... (laughs) <laughs> Look, we got to put it fucking Seth Rogen on our, on our poster, and he's not going to try to do a Donkey Kong voice. Hmm. Whereas in these old days, before the laziness of stunt casting, they actually seemed to have tried a little harder. Yeah. Except for Woody Allen, who's just dicking himself around the whole fucking time. So, yeah, the Christopher Walken ant, who's friends with the Gene Hackman ant, he has to go and get the princess back, and Z has to save her with the help of a drunk wasp, who is very waspy, haha, comedic genius. Um, when he returns... To save her, he learns Gene Hackman Ant's scheme, and I'm not going to say he saves the day, because he tells he, he tells the ants about the evil plot, and then all the ants make a big ladder to escape. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily do a great deal, he just dobs on people. That's his heroic moment. He comes up with the idea to make a huge ladder. Yeah. Alright, so, they do that. Without, Christop- without that, he they're all freaking out. Christopher Walken Ant has the character development and makes the right choice and he saves the day, and that's about it. The movie really doesn't do a great deal in hindsight. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say there. It's just, it's, it's a quick film. There's no sort of B-plot going The B-plot is Sylvester Stallone Ant is just working sometimes. See... <laughs> That's not, that's not even me being, like, slighty and pro-Bugs Life. There just isn't a great deal in this film. No, 
No, and I don't think that that's a bad thing. Keeping in mind that it's a kid's film. It's simplified. And that's the thing. Like, I had this same argument with my sister the other day because we have just been to see... Um, Mario. Mario. Okay. And she was like, you know, is it, like, good, you know, what age range would you kind of specify for? All ages, but, like, more towards the child. Well, so my, my thing was it's that... It's pretty to look at. It's... A good film, but it is very simplistic. Mm. As in, like... But what plot does a Mario ever have? It needs to be simple. And that's the thing. But putting it in in perspective, Mm. Frozen 2 and Mario. Both kids' films, I would say both roughly the same age brackets. Mm -hmm. Frozen 2 has a very complicated story. Super Mario. The is villain in Frozen a, 2 is um, happens, generational C. trauma, isn't it? Somewhat, yes. It's amazing. But but that's what like I'm saying is it's a simplistic film, but I don't think that that's bad. I'm not saying it's bad, I'm saying it's hard to write notes about. It is hard to write notes about. <laughs> because it's very much a they leave the colony and go to the lake. Yeah, he goes to a picnic briefly lake. and comes back. <laughs> <laughs> They get across the lake, they find a picnic, they go to the picnic. There's got Pepsis. There is Pepsi. There's some amazing product placement in that movie, I never would have guessed. There is a lot of there movie. is a lot of product placement right? in that movie. Because it turns out Insectopia is just a trash can in the middle of Central Park. Yeah. And they're just hanging out in all of the stuff that's around all the, litter the trash and can. Banana peels and you know, liquor, what have you. Which, soda. Insane insane that. If you were an insect. That would be a utopia. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, endless supply of food, changing regularly, not a lot of, like, the birds are only going to come and hang out sometimes because they're not looking for insects, they're looking for food. Mm. Like, really, it's not wrong. No. Do you have any other sort of base level thoughts on ants before we move on? It's simplistic. Nice and easy. You've got, like, a, you know, you can kind of root for different people. Okay. Definitely goes... I think I rooted for Christopher Walken here, because he's the only one with character development. Like, he's the right-hand man of the military guy who wants to do a genocide on the working class for no fucking reason. But as the movie continues, he's like, you seem fucking crazy. Your idea is fucked up, and I don't understand it. And then eventually he's like, I gotta put a stop to this asshole. (laughs) He dies in the Tarzan death. Because they, they, he, he flies and no, he falls and he, to the ground. Yeah, no, he smashes into the tree branch. That ain't what happened, man. Tarzan, no, Clayton from Tarzan does not make it to the ground, brother. I know, but... He in died similar, like my dad on fashion, the weekend. In similar fashion, you see the death. They don't show it enough, but it's pretty dope. That cool shadow. I, I like Tarzan. Actually, I bring it up in my notes later, but I can't watch Tarzan. Because you hate the soundtrack. I fucking can't stand the soundtrack. Oh my god, it's the worst. It's a fun time, though. I think the reason that I prefer Ants, mm. even as an adult... Putting have, aside your nostalgia. We've gone back and we've watched just Putting aside the nostalgia. Yeah, this was the first time I've ever seen Ants, so I've never watched it. I can't stand how they look. There is actually quite a lot of political... Like... Understory in it. Are you gonna throw this down because I have it in spades for Vod's life? Are you really gonna play this card? Do you, do you want me to play this card? Go on, you're out fucking numbered, but go on. No, no, I'm no. out numbered against you. Yeah. 
So you My ant colony's bigger than your ant colony. <laughs> but so you've got the whole concept of you know, leadership not doing anything correctly, really. Yep. From either side, because um, Admiral Mandible. Mandible, thank you. I only wrote down them by their actor names, and that kind of. So Ma- me over. Mandible is our big villain, mm-hmm. and he thinks that anyone with a job should who, die. Who is just you know working class are not good. I don't even think it's good elitism because. The- the, the military is, is fucking over people just as much as the working. The queen yeah. is very much in the, we do what we do because it's what we do, and we don't step out of it. She's, yeah, she's the type of person who would have kept the um, the South flag, the General Lee flag. I don't know what it's called. The Confederate flag. Confederate. That's the word. Ah, uh-uh, I found it. Princess Bala. Uh-huh. While she desperately wants to step out of line... Does she? Yes. I barely remember. Because she, she goes to the bar. Like, oh, she's, yeah, yeah. She's, willing, right, she's willing to kind of, like, do her own thing, mm. but only when it benefits what she wants. Selfish women. However, you've got the soldier, yeah. and you've got um, Zay, Z. Or Zed. Yeah. Z. Um, they switch positions. They basically say to both sides of the party of, like, we have to do something. This isn't correct. Because um, Soldier Ant has that whole talk about, you know, I was a soldier and now I'm a worker and we can do whatever we need to do in order to make this work. Zed, when he comes back from the Aphid War, is like... Termite War. Termite War, sorry. He's like, holy crap. I want to fuck this princess. She's be crazy. I don't think we should have done what we did. And we need to, like, plan this a little bit better. And by the end of the film, they've basically turned the colony around on itself Mm. to say that everyone has a position, yes, and all of those positions are necessary. But when you work together within those positions, overall... The colony is what wins. Mm-hmm. Cooperation is key. Yes. Okay. Working class heroes. Are you ready to move on to the other ant movie from this month? It's not really an ant movie. It's about it's ants. It's a bug movie. It's a bug's life, huh? It's a centrical movie. <laughs> Let's talk about the other ant based CGI movie from 1998, A Bug's Life. It which, doesn't begin. Which, which one came out first again? Ants by a month, but it didn't start production first. Bugs Life took longer and became more polished, more nuanced, wonderful. Ants was just fucking banged out and thrown into the streets. Oh, so what you're saying that if they had a bit more time to work on it, it would have been better. Mm. According to the IMDb's, the guys who wrote it didn't have a huge career afterwards. So, maybe not. <laughs> maybe it could only go worse. Oh, oh. We don't know. I just... I just the guy who designed the ants did Madagascar and, like, one other thing. Madagascar's pretty popular. And now popular. I assume he works at, like, a petrol station. <laughs> All right. So, Bugs Life does not begin with any World Trade Center, so that's nice. Isn't that beautiful? It actually begins with a nice reflection of a sky with a bird flying, which feels like a good foreshadowing detail in hindsight. Um, it's got nicer music than ants, too. It's very classic Pixar music without the singers that I hate, which I'm surprised Randy Newman did the music for this. Sort of. Because it sounds like a Pixar movie. Mm. There's Toy Story sort of the, the the whole example there. 
but he doesn't open his fucking dumbass mouth until the credits. So that's cool. And then I also said fuck Tarzan soundtrack, by the way. Which we've already established, I'm not a fan of. Because you're a pussy. No, I just think Phil Collins is a hack. Stop playing him on shitty rural radio stations, please. As we see the ants gathering grain and berries in their little lines and doing, you know, ant shit, we meet Flick, who is voiced by David Foley, who I know from Sky High, but it probably has other things in his resume. Much like Z, his bumbling hijinks gets him into trouble, but unlike Z, he is actually trying to make life better for his colony. Z is just selfish. Mm-hmm. So Flick builds a backpack device that cuts grains down and gets all the, you know, throws away the little grass stalk thingy and gathers all the grains into a little pocket. He bought one of those weird, you know, you know those weird fucking things that they use for logging that like grabs the tree and goes and like shaves the sides of it? Mm. Yeah, he built that, kind of. Kind of. Mm. Yeah, it's a little chaotic, but it's how we see him end up interacting with this movie's Ant Princess, Atta, who is voiced by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Uh, we also got Phyllis Diller as the queen, and this other dorky ant called Mr. Soil, who I'm only bringing up because he's voiced by Roddy McDowell, the animated series Batman's Mad Hatter. Ah. Love his voice. I, w- I was wondering where you were going with that. He's also the tutorial in the PlayStation Bugs Life game. But, he's, yeah, he's got, yeah, I like his voice. Never they'll, played it. They'll never be able to do a Mad Hatter ever again because... He, because they can't fucking perfect it like that again. Mm. Amazing. Love his voice. So, the ants in this gather grain for grasshoppers, who play the role of the mob collecting protection money. Yeah. Of sorts, you know. As they arrive, the ants will cower in the nest and wait for them to eat and leave. Flick, running behind because he was dicking around talking to a kid. Um, Do you th- find it weird that the grasshoppers, like, so they're doing it in order to buy protection off the grasshoppers. Grasshoppers only come twice a year. Hmm. What protection are they really giving you? I don't know. We don't see them on Ant Island, they call it. But, you know, they, they probably are blatantly lying and saying they're on the outskirts the whole time. I, w- I wouldn't put it past them. They're scheming, they're evil, and I'm pretty sure the main one is voiced by David Spade. No, not David Spade, the other guy. Okay. Kevin Spacey, who is controversial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, he's running behind, he dumps his machine onto the pile, and it breaks, kicking the structure out, and the grain topples into a big puddle. Mm. This begins the inciting incident for the movie, because the grasshoppers come down into the nest, they're mad. David Spader plays Hopper, he's the main mean one, and he has a dopey brother played by Richard Kind, uh, and I like the the lunatic one. Oh, yes, he's like animal. Yeah, I forget his name, who cares? (laughs) So they're going to return before the rainy season to collect double rations, or they will kill all the ants. Flick gets a little court trial for his fuck-up and has the idea of going to get big badass bugs to protect them from the grasshoppers. The elder ants, which is a thing I wrote down, uh, see this as an opportunity to get Flick to fuck off while they actually try to gather the trail mix, you know, you know, so they don't get killed. Yeah. I like the bioluminescent mushrooms in these scenes and all the underground like cave stuff. It is kind of cool. It's pretty. We don't see as much of the colony, like the the undergroundy bit in Bob's Life. No, they're out on adventures in this one. I straight up think this movie is much more visually appealing. The ants are blue and purple with nice round, smooth edges. The grass looks lovely. The glowing mushrooms are much cooler than the vague lights of the ants' nest, mm-hmm. which I went back and checked. They just have like brown chandeliers. Yeah. 
it's, it's not as exciting. And a lot of the light just comes from like blurry backgrounds like that are too far away to figure out, but they're not cool mushrooms. Yeah. Which I know you're a fan of. I do like a good mushroom. What colour mushroom is your favourite? You like a traditional red and white spots or are you a little bit more crazy with it? Depends on what I'm using it for. Okay. Other things Bugs Life has over ants is the Metropolis comparison. Um, Flick finds a city under the shitty house, specifically the one Randall is brutally murdered in during the ending of Monsters, Inc. <laughs> we never a see gator in the house! And because the sequel's a prequel, we can assume he's dead. Yeah. Right? Isn't that fun? I love when they don't show a person surviving something. You can just pretend they're dead. Also, Pixar Mm-hmm. The Pizza Planet truck. I haven't watched Pixar in a long time. I'm not very up to date. I fucking pray that's still popping up. Yeah, they do. All right, good. Thank you. All right, so, yeah, it has a little Times Square vibe, and it's nice and grimy, and honestly, Insectopia's just a shit name. Um, in these scenes, I believe we get more bugs than ants did. Ant- in ants, we see... I, I stopped counting around six. There's plenty of other bugs in it, especially around the Insectopia area. Yeah. Um... But I, I still think this one's beat. certainly has more mimes. It's about bugs' life. Uh-huh. Ants is about ants. Yeah, but we, I like to see other designs and stuff. Again. The prob- no, no, no. The problem here with both of them being mainly about ants is they all are ants. Every crowd is just the same seven or eight designs copied and pasted. So I like... As a, as a visual learner, I like to see all the other designs as well. I understand that, but I'm just saying, Ants is specifically about Ants. Look. Whereas Bug's Life leaves to the imagine more than just Ants. Hmm. In the Insectopia scene, you do see a variety. I was pleasantly surprised I wasn't expecting it at that point, because we're so far into the movie and we've seen none. Yeah. So the fact that it did a few, I'm like, okay, cool, cool. But Bug's Life has a bunch of them. Yeah. I like the spider who plays the drums. I like the mime, who's like a centipede. He had fucking he had a bad attitude, but he's funny looking. Hmm. Um, so that's good. Um, they play the joke of you know a kid pulled off my wings. <laughs> yeah, that's the harmless guy. He's having a bad time. So there's a lot more going on in this movie about con men and how everyone is threatened by something bigger. Ants does feel quite bare, which is why my Bugs Life notes tower against the ants. It's not biased. There's just more plot to summarize. I do agree. While Flick is traveling, we see circus bugs getting fired for setting their ringleader on fire. Technically, he sets himself on fire. He fucked it up. Um, so you got your ladybug, who is Francis, played by Dennis Leary, who is... Um, I forget his fucking name. Captain Stacy from The Amazing Spider-Man. And he's okay. also the guy who sings Arsehole. Okay. 90s classic. You got your stick insect, who's David Hyde Pierce, play, you know, playing the role of Slim. This is the second uh, circus performer he, I've seen him as. Uh, you got your praying mantis named Manny, who's voiced by Jonathan Harris. Mm-hmm. You like him? Yeah. He's like a psychic. Yeah. He's got a little bit of a Dr. Orpheus vibe in, in his manner oh, of speaking. Yes. Uh, and you have his wife, I think? Yes. Who is a moth named Gypsy, Gypsy, played by Madeline Kahn. And you have your Hercules beetle named Dim, played by Brad Garrett, who's uh, the dude from... The, the big brother from Everybody Loves Raymond and a million other things. Oh, yeah. Um, you got a couple of pillbugs who I like. you got Tuck and Roll by Michael McShane. How do you feel about them? They're fun. They're little rush. You know what I like about them in hindsight? They're the annoying side characters that I fucking hate in every Disney film. But they are barely in it. With such a big ensemble cast, it's 
it's just and enough of the them thing. for me to there's like them. There's so many people like pulling for your attention. Yeah, so there's a good balance with tuck and roll. Maida needs to fuck off, alright? There's always a dopey side character, but, but the ratio is important. No, Maida's a pain in my ass. Maida's popular. He's a yokel. Who's the other one? Dory. Dory, Dory I can't got stand. her own film. She did. So did Maida. So did Maida. I bet Dory wasn't They're even in popular. the original script that much until Alan DeGeneres got the role. Popular. I don't like popular things. We know. Um, all right, so you got yeah. I like I like tuck and roll. They're funny. They're just speaking Russian. I think they don't know what's going on most of the time, but they seem happy. Um, you got a black widow spider named Rosie, who's played by Bonnie Hunt, and finally Heinrich the caterpillar, played by John Ranft, who is my mother's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> and I asked her to send me a light review of the character so she could feature on the episode. Yeah. You know, instead of being chaos in the background like she was in the Medal of Honor episode. Mama host. Heinlich appears in Toy Story, which is my favourite. He loves candy corn, calls grasshoppers, and flies poo-poo heads. He wants to be a beautiful butterfly, and then everything will be better. He can't perform on an empty stomach. I can relate to him, as I'm always hungry. He comes out of his cocoon with his tiny wings, and he can't fly, but he thinks he is beautiful. That's what she wrote. I like that he appears in Toy Story. That's nice. He does. He's in the outtakes. I know. Gets karate chopped, I think. I, I wrote I wrote it down the end of this, but I I love the little outtake things that Disney Pixar used to do. They're great. The one for you like Toy Story two, I believe. One? Yeah, yeah, I know that's your favorite because so, of the Barbie. So good. They're all bye 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 now bye bye goodbye. They're just tired. Are they gone? Are you sure? Oh my god, my shoes hurt. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, I, I love it. They're so charming, and I bet you. Honestly, because they bring it up, I bet there actually are wild outtakes oh, yeah. on a Pixar film. Like, someone's leg, like, clips off or something crazy. I bet you there's moments that look like a Bethesda game, and we just thing, don't ever like, get to see it. it was Do you remember the outtakes for L.A. Noir? Those are yes. fucking weird. <laughs> the thing that I liked about the Pixar outtakes, like, even on this one, mm-hmm. literally it starts with their, like, promo reel of, like... The different textures or like shadows or things that they were really. Oh, just showed nice by. pictures. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just a nice like rolling PowerPoint. Of, I think I hey, touched on those again some more. Yeah, we we did this thing and it was really fun. That's the outtakes feel fun. And that's the thing, the outtakes you know that they were sitting around goofing, and they were like, "Wouldn't it be freaking hilarious to do like this?" And they're like, "Hang on a second, Da-da-da-da. there it is." Mm. And they were like, these are hilarious. We should just put them in the film. The fact that they were completely unnecessary and feel fun, they hit that mark of wig-like things that people seem to have cared about making. And I mean, it fits. It carries the vibe of the entire picture. But it fits if they well with what shit. old Pixar was. And I'm talking before even Toy Story. Pixar was a short company. Mm. They were they only shorts. ever making things that, you know... Maybe run seven, eight minutes at the most. Yeah, they made the little lamp. That's that's what they enjoyed doing. They did one about a unicycle, I think. No, oh, they've done heaps. We've got like two or three DVDs on just Pixar shorts. Yeah. Because they did they do the umbrella one? Yep. That's two dimensional. They did the umbrella one. They did um, the airplane one that we like. What about the yeah, they paper did, planes? They did birds, they which did I think is the one that's at the start the of this movie, right? 
Um, I don't remember what the, the start of Big of Bugs Life was because obviously it's a streaming thing now, so it doesn't have the things yeah. in front of it. They've been heaps, and their shorts are always great, except for Val, which you don't like because you don't understand it. He cooked. She cooked her son. She didn't cook her son. No, the one I fucking hate is the one about the dog and the cat. Um, it's just a reminder. And bull. It's just a reminder of how like cruel and horrible reality is, and we should all kill ourselves to get out of it as quickly as possible. That's a sad one. I don't like how sad Pixar is. No, well, old Pixar had hope, but there was the middle. All right, so early Pixar, hopeful, fun, wonderful. Current Pixar, kind of dull. Not much going on, but that middle was so depressed. Everything was really sad. I, I like Exhibit A, the first like 30 seconds of Up. The part that people remember right, look, of Up. You ready? I'm going to be super controversial. Go on. I don't even think that's the best part of Up. And I've never cried about it. I've never seen Up, so I don't care. I don't have a horse in this race. I like the squirrel joke. <laughs> Which is very on brand, that's, if you know me. That's very you. <laughs> I was checking your Disney movies, because I thought maybe Bugs Life would say what short was on it. But it, you don't even own it. No. Incriminating. I'm, see? Not a fan of Disney after all, it would seem. I will say that I also no longer own ants. Good. Might still be at my parents' house, but... They can keep it. It's questionable. I can keep it. I don't want it in my house. Yeah, it's fine. We got it on the TV. <sighs> Binge? Yeah. Not a fan of binge. Yeah. The owner of Ants Ex- and Valma in Ex- our country. Except for the fact that it had bat wheels. Look, if you want to give it credit, Spicy City is kind of interesting to look at. We might talk about it on this podcast. It's wild. I, th- I find it it's interesting cool that you're and like, Ooh, Spicy City. Ants is gross. Ants is gross. Spicy City's gross. Some fucker drew that. Okay. No excuse. I don't know what it is about CGI, but it's not the same. Yeah, but imagine doing that on a 90s computer. Eric Radomski of the Batman anime series teamed up with Cool World's Ralph Bakshi to make short anthologies in a sci-fi reality. I it's understand. Cool as shit. They say fucking it. That you are a little itty bitty baby. Has nips, Kyle. Computers in Name the Name a single nipple that appears in ants. We're not right. Yeah. Technically, all of them, they don't wear clothes. <laughs> Yeah, I've got Google fans nipples. They definitely don't, but the Queen might, so bear with me. You continue talking. <laughs> I, I have nothing more to talk about. Oh. I'm, I'm done. Do they it. don't have nipples. They might. Ants don't have nipples. <laughs> I 100% can confirm six legs, no nipples. Ooh. <laughs> I, like, just, I like how vague this is. You Google, do ants have nipples, and the top little thing, you know, like how they try to answer it. For better or worse... Weird opening. Ants have no nipples, but other creatures have proven that teats are not necessary for milk. What the fuck does that mean? Oh my god. So, going back to my notes here. Alright. Oh my god. We, we fucking have been dovetailing for a minute. And almond doesn't have nipples in it. It makes milk. So do strawberries. That dumb fucking vegan. Oh my god. So, they get fired from the circus. That's, that's how long ago we were at. <laughs> And they're drinking their sorrows in the bar that Flick goes in looking for help. And that's how they come into play in this film. He mistakes them for mighty warriors and they mistake him for a talent scout. They come with him 
you know, back to the ant's home, and they soon realize that everyone has made a mistake. Mm-hmm. However, the circus bugs decide to help when they get a taste of that glory they were not getting as terrible performers after rescuing a child from the bird. Yeah, all it takes to um, motivate a couple of people is a round of applause. Have you ever had a round of applause for your efforts? No. Then you can't throw stones. You don't know how much that might be good. Technically, people clapped when I graduated university. Was that good? <laughs> so they can't fight grasshoppers, but they know birds can. So they help build one to scare off, the, you know, when they come looking for food. I will give Flit this. Uh-huh. He knew that they wouldn't go for it if it was his idea. Yeah. So he <laughs> tells all the warriors and then tricks the warriors into telling the princess. Technically, none of his inventions idea. are shown to be bad. He just hits the princess with a stick one time, twice. Yeah, Twice but, one we time. Know it's, but we know it's not the first time. Yeah, they're all clearly tired of him, like at the start of the film. <laughs> but we don't know. He might have invented the, the iPhone for all I know. Um, so, yeah, they're going to build a big ant during this time. Flick and Atta, the princess, they bond way more naturally than Prince, uh, than Zay and his captive did. I mean, yes. He danced with her once and literally stalked her and then, like, stole her away. And then I think she Stockholm Syndrome's into liking him. Yes. <laughs> All right, good. Their relationship is not why I'm watching this. All right, good. Because, like, I, I did like the bit when um when Flick knows he sucks and he's talking to Ada, who's worried about becoming the queen and everyone thinks she sucks and they kind of bond over just being failures. <laughs> Isn't that sweet? That's how we came together. So the movie that talks to the grasshoppers, I think in Mexico, they're <laughs> definitely in a sombrero in a desert. Yeah. They seem to be having a great time. They're just chilling there. And... We see what a classic and underappreciated villain Hopper is, actually. No one talks about him, no one thinks about him. He's literally a bug, so whatever. Uh, Frollo can step on him. Yeah. Yzma can step on him. Unless you just... Scar can step on him. I think that's why he's not talked about anymore, let's be real. Who's the villain in Cars? Lightning McQueen. Yeah, I was, I was like, fuck. Uh, yeah, I thought the same that. I had the same thought as you. God damn it. I don't know if Pixar does many villains. They've got Sid from Toy Story. They've got Pros- the Stinky Prospector or whatever his name was in Toy Pete. Story 2. Stinky Pete. Toy they, Story they, 3 definitely happens. No, the fat guy was the bad guy. Not the dude who he employed to tidy up a toy. Come on, man. That's just a restoration man trying to feed his kids he who would be in their late 50s. Over the foot. You know what? Pixar doesn't do a lot of villains off the top of my head. Not memorable ones. But Hopper's a good villain, I think. Oh, yeah. Mm. I, I would like to give them the smarts for their little, like, food bottle cap. Mm. I don't know how to explain it. Look, a lot of the little details, like, um, repurposed items are cute in this. It reminds me of, like, an I Spy book. Like, the fact that their bar is a horseshoe I'm, I'm, in the I'm, first I'm, place. I'm going to get into this later, so. All right, cool. So, yeah, we see what a cool villain Hopper is as he monologues about how one ant standing up to them can start an uprising that would crush them. The working class could easily rise up and ruin the cushy, easy living these assholes have gotten upon us, which definitely holds up in a current social climate. I like the fact that they count Emperor Zerg. Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, he's I a villain. He's a villain. Yeah, if you include the fucking Buzz Lightyear animated series, which apparently Disney doesn't anymore. Have you seen Lightyear? Turns out Zerg is Buzz, not his father, but himself stuck in a time loop or some jerk around shit. Mm. Fucking Lightyear. Oh, the Underminer. 
Again, not really utilised. So after his speech, they head out to collect on the ant colony, who have finished their mighty bird and are celebrating. Mm. Yeah, that monologue bit, I I do appreciate that one. I don't remember it necessarily, but upon rewatch, it's pretty dope. He's talking about the fact that, like, sure, one person, like, going against you is nothing. But there's a lot of poor people. But if one person, you know, sums up the courage to stand up against you, more people will. It's every and so it's easier to just like squish that one person than to hope that the rest of them don't rub their two brain cells together to work it out. Mm. It reminds me of every time I see a news story or protesters, and I'm like, they're called the one percent for a reason. We could definitely do something about it. Instead, we're just going to complain on social media. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> don't want to start any sort of criminal enterprise on this terrible podcast but this movie holds up with its messages good good charlotte has a whole song about it yeah traitors traitors to the class warfare because they got sponsored by vodafone and i think kfc around the same time and one of them's on the voice now i don't think he's still on the voice I don't think is the voice, the voice still on i don't yes. know <laughs> at any rate sellouts the fucking lot of them mm. even the ones that didn't sell out one of them married sophie monk for a while Okay. That's cool. I'm more upset with Blink-182 at the moment, so we'll just leave that Oh, because they admit that they're just a shitty business? No, one of them's getting married to a car dad. Oh, family. yeah. Oh, that's no good. Is he in Plus 44? Or Boxcar Racer? You could like one of the other ones. There's so many Blink-182s. Just get into one of the other ones and take a break from the drummer? It's the drummer marrying the Kardashian. Travis Barker. All right. So you just got to find the band he wasn't in out of the dozens of Blink-182 iterations. That's it. Dave Grohl is my man now. All right. <laughs> Moving ship completely. Still like Tom DeLonge, though. Okay. I have a whole song about him. I know. Don't put it in the episode, please. No promises. All right. So around this point, P.T. the Flea, voiced by Disney cameo expert uh, John Rassenberg. Ham. He's in every movie, right? Just about. Mm. He's ham. Until he dies. He's P.T. the Flea. He's the Underminer, right? Let me check, because right. I still have that page open. He, he's, he is in lots of them. He's the, he's the man. He is. Right. Yeah, he arrives to collect his circus performers, uh, which blows the whole warrior bug cover thing. So Flick gets banished from the colony and goes with the circus for lying about it. I like how they're confident in the bird until they learn it's Flick's idea. And they're immediately like, oh no, that was a mistake. Oh man, I'm a horrible person. Well, yeah, why? Ratzenberg's still alive. No, it's you're thinking of Slinky one. Dog. Yeah. He died. And they put him in the movies anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that so much. It's so gross. And it was one of them. One chick in Star Wars just recently signed that it's okay for them to do that to her later. And I'm like, alright, well she said it's cool. None of the other ones have given consent. John Ratzenberg's a little bit like, um... Jim Cummins. Yeah, he's in everything. Because <laughs> he's an old dude with a fucking goatee. Oh, yes. Right. So, while you Google that, um, yeah, he joins the circus. Then the grasshoppers show up and see there isn't enough food and they crack the shits. They do something I want to summarize as a rape and pillage, but like a G-rated version. They're just kind of... There's no rape, just pillage. Yeah, they're pillaging, they're running around scaring ants. Dot, the little girl, voiced by the cheerleader from Heroes, Hayden, uh, Penetere, let's say. Pantera? 
No, there's there's a lot of Frenchy looking things going on in that word. She finally learns how to fly with her little princess wings and catches up to the circus and they she has a nice moment with Flick and they mutiny the flea guy and head back to use the bird and save the day. <laughs> it isn't all simple as that because the plan doesn't account for PT the flea coming back to save your circus folk from a bird by setting its ass on fire. It's all fun and it's a tense little finale. I like it. Um, and then the rain happens. Obviously, my notes don't there's do a lot justice. Of, there's a lot, there's there's a lot, lot of chaos. There's a lot of terror in, in a very short period of time. Yeah, right, right in the finale, she goes pear-shaped in like a million different ways. So the bird scares off all of Hopper's men before burning down, and he's the last one left, and he tries to kill Flick, and ends up it ends up leading to his own demise at the nest of the one true bird. The real bird. Yeah. So he fucking dies. Which it's it- funny that <laughs> Hopper's like... Oh, this is another one of your uh, fake birds, and he's like, "Until it yes. screams, in his yes, face. it is." Yeah. And then clearly, it's not, and he's like, "Oh God, I have caused." Because he has, he has past trauma with birds; it's established. Yeah, he's got all like bloopy blue. He's got a scar like Scar from the movie Lion King. Yep. <laughs> and the prequel Scar, probably. That's a dynamite comic now, and I bet you there's a live action in the works. They're gonna maleficent his ass. Don't, don't frown. Just bring back Kofu. No, no, they're not gonna. He's gonna cause furryism to spike. <laughs> Very confident that's what happened. Let's be real here. Yeah, that's right. Bitches love Kofu. Yeah. They sure do. Um, so he dies. Everyone else lives happily ever after. Even his, like, dumb brother, Grasshopper, who joins the he circus. He's the circus. Yeah, he's like their stagehand. Yeah. As a bonus... Classic Pixar outtakes, which I love and miss very much. I also miss villains, for fuck's sake, Disney. Movies where the villain is a concept of generational trauma aren't interesting if you've got cool parents like me, who like Heinlich a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like her summary, just listed things in the movie that he did. I just, like, why have we gotten to the point where bad people can't just be bad people? I want to take a weird hot take and say, like, because Disney's a big scumbag, shitty corporation, they don't want people to not... They don't want people to be aware of big, shitty, asshole characters. Because they have become the villain. No, they haven't. <laughs> I know, but there's something There's something to that, to elitism. I'm, I, look, I'm sure that there is more to it than, like... I, look, I hope it's not wrong. as simple as oh, villains are scary and it's, our demographic are dumb babies. I hope no, there's more to it than that. I'm, I'm gonna like, I'll give it to them. Doing a really good villain is difficult. It's also more interesting than a hero, though. More often than not, they have like the cool backstory, yada yada. But that's the thing. So coming up with a compelling villain with compelling reasons to do stuff is difficult. You don't necessarily need compelling reasons either, because if you justify them too much, they become an anti-hero, and that com- comes back around and becomes a little double e- Exactly. I don't want to pity. I don't want General Zod to have his DNA purposely built to want to build a new Krypton. You don't need to justify it. Just make him an asshole. Yeah. Why the fuck did we have to do all that shit? They put him in a dick spaceship. But that's the thing. We, we've, as a society, we've turned around and said, you know... We like to have someone to hate. Mm-hmm. It's all, that's always been... Like, technically, in um, Coco does it really well. Because they still have all the generational trauma, but they also have... Um, what's his name? Is there a villain Yeah! The one that steals the, the dad's songs. No! No! The shiny crab. Este- Esteban? 
He has the white guitar. Oh, I'm thinking of Milana. I fucked oh, up. Oh, I know. That's why I was trying to work out who the fuck the crab is. <laughs> Ernesto de la Cruz. I was thinking of Tom. Tomatella. Ernesto de la Cruz is a villain uh-huh. because he wanted to be famous. At any cost. And that's the thing. We love to hate Ernesto de la Cruz once we work out why we hate him. But the big, the movie's big twist was that it had a villain in it. Whoa. Coco is great. Yeah, it's cool. It's one of the better recent ones, but, like, we don't have anyone as cool as Dr. Facilia no more. Or Ursula. Or other people on this list, I think. <laughs> Which doesn't feature Frollo. Fuck you. Get out of here, list. Like him. Kills all the poor people because he gets a boner for a gypsy, man. That's crazy. Well, they don't do that no more in films. They also Pocahontas. So it's just... You know, we, we just kind what of... What a fucking that lie that film is, huh? You know what the villain yeah. is? Literally everyone in Never that film. Never happened. Oh, oh. oh, Americans love embracing their history, don't they? They don't burn their books and fuck up all their school I systems. can't get a copy of some of the South. Mm-hmm. Purely because Disney won't put a timestamp on it. People who forget history are deemed to repeat it, and if we remember that they were racist before... The whatever political party is the mean one will seem bad. Whatever. I didn't say it. I'm just saying, man. Disney villains used to be very interesting. Oh, and are we at the end of your thing? Because I want to say something. No, because we we were talking about all the villains, not just okay. Hopper. Yeah, and we were saying how they don't do villains no more. Who's the villain in Elemental? Is it just we don't know yet? Is it just like the films are not out? Yeah, but it's just going to... The villain in that is going to be that fire can't date water, right? It is very segregational as far as the trailers go. How can we need an amazing and not at all boring and just Zootopia again? Is there a villain in Zootopia? You've seen that. Yes. All right, cool. <laughs> you seem confident, so that's probably an interesting movie. Syndrome is cool. Voiced by Jason Lee. Big silly hair. Um, so. That's the main Bugs Life story here. I enjoy it. Um, I also really enjoy the film, uh, the feel and lighting of the movie. The way the sun comes through, like the clovers and every little step item being repurposed for Bugs. The lighting, all the bioluminescent stuff. It's all amazing when you consider how early it was. I'm not trying to be biased here. I admit some of the textures are flat and or too shiny, but I... There's not a lot of backgrounding. And I didn't notice any clipping in Ants, but I did in Bugs Life, so, you know, points there. Um, yeah, I caught one or two clips in this. It's not perfect, but it is very nice, so I guess that leads me into the homework question that built this episode. Which Ant movie from 1998 is the better film, Kyle? Before we get into this... Okay. I, I have to be honest. Mm-hmm. I have to come clean. I have yep. to put put it all on the line. Okay. Before you tell me if you prefer a self-absorbed ant failing his way to victory or an allegory for the post-COVID class war and resulting work environment. Bugs Life <laughs> had huh? the far superior theme park land. <laughs> 
No, no, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Don't mean to do like silent on the air because like it's a recording, and it's audio. But now I'm trying to remember Dreamworlds back in the day when it had like. No, nah, it was. Did it ever have Dream? Yeah, okay. It would have Nickelodeon stuff. I remember that, but I was trying to think if DreamWorks has ever had like a little hand in there. Not as far as I can remember. It had Kung Fu Panda. That's what's fucking me up here. Was that at Dreamworld or was that at SeaWorld? <sighs> Pretty sure it was Dreamworld. It's never had a theme nailed down. It's never had an answer either way. Yeah, okay. Okay. Bugs Life was cute. We hung out with my grandparents there at Bugs Land. Bug- Shout outs to them who don't know how to listen to a podcast. Bugs Life Land? Bugs Land. Bugs Topia. I, I, it, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Particularly, like, the first time that I went over there and, like... It does the repurpose thing really cute. I like all, like, the amazing. big Chinese food boxes and stuff. Yeah, and it, it does the... Exactly what Disneyland is supposed to do in... Messing around with perspective to the point that you are no longer an adult in an adult space. It's a place of childlike wonder. And the, not commercialism. One of the greatest rides that has ever been at Disneyland to date. You love the Heimlich train. And I will, I will go on this record. <laughs> the Heimlich choo-choo train. It's amazing. It's scratch and sniff the of the highest order. that they got rid of it still hurts me to this day. The fact that they haven't replaced this... it with anything is what bugs me. Well, no, <laughs> bugs, no, no we it. haven't been there yet. I know it's Marvel Land or whatever, but does it have anything? Yes. Does it have rides? Yes. Does it have anything in Web innovative Studio. that matters? No, that's just Toy Story Mania. Does it have anything that justifies taking away Bugs Land yet? I, we don't know because we I, haven't been there yet. I feel like because it's, they've done nothing new and exciting, it's just rehashing or reskins of shit that already existed. Proves that imagination's dead gone. Now I'm going to be controversial here. Uh-huh. In my ants, I, I should before I get too controversially here. I should double check when Bugs Life land open. Okay. Are you saying Ants was better until a certain point in time because of the land? I just need to check when <laughs> a Bugs Land opened. That is another pet peeve I have. That little Marvel area. 2002. Marvel. Okay. That was a okay. tangent because I so, don't like that none of them are doing anything new and exciting anymore. It's all meat and grates and reskins. The problem, the problem with it at the moment is that Disney got an awful lot of feedback saying that people just wanted new attractions, so they've put in more rides. No one has said like, you know, if they keep reskinning and just doing the same shit again, it'll, end it'll up become being Universal. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly where I was going. I love your three D screens periodically between. A track. While I'm on a, you know, cargo truck. It's all the same shit. Transformers, Harry Potter, and... Fast and the Furious. And King Spider-Man Kong. and King Kong. Probably. What was the temple one that's inside a volcano? That's Indiana Jones, and I would say no. That had the cool fire in the ceiling and stuff. That actually did shit. Mm-hmm. And then you'd go down back... It's, that, that feels more roller coastery. My memory might be escaping me a little bit, but I don't feel like that one counts. That feels like it meant something. Out of these two films, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the 2001 Bugs Life Theatre. 
tough to it's be a bug. It's tough to be a bug. Fuck me. That wasn't even in the bugs land. It was in Animal Kingdom. No, it wasn't yeah. a bugs land. Huh? Did they move it? No, it was in both. Hmm? Because in so at Walt Disney World in Florida, it was in Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. underneath the. Because I went to that tree. one. I think. Yes, okay. but it also used to be out the front of Bugs Land. Mm-hmm. So you know where um, Mada Barnyard Spin is, right out the front of Cars? Mm-hmm. On the other side of that, where you walked into Bugs Land, there used to be a theatre in there. Okay. They took it out when we visited because they were doing um, the trailer for Ant. Uh, no, for Trinky One. Ant-Man? Ant-Man. Okay. That used to be the best ant-related thing. Because it did the whole, like... It's like this Shrek 4D theater, but it was done better. Okay. Because, like, Hopper would come up out of the thing, and the spider would come down from the ceiling, which was terrifying as someone with arachnophobia. Um, but I did like, like the spider that the, played the drums in this movie. I'd never noticed him before. I had never noticed him before either, which is... Seems weird that he's not a part of the like. He's a Mandela crew? effect, little man. He wears a little beret. Do d- drum rolls. He's great. But yes, if I'm gonna say what's the best ant-related film, tough to be a bug. Okay. I also like the theming. Well, on- if we're gonna swing for the fences, I'm very nostalgic for the PlayStation game. I only ever played the first two or three levels because I didn't want to overwrite anything on my save card back when you had memory cards. So I would just replay Dude, the I same levels, man. So oh, cards. I'm I'm so nostalgic for the music on that game. Okay, it's good. If you are forcing me, twisting my arm to pick mm-hmm. out of these, that two. is the whole fucking point of this week. I still have to say, yeah. fuck you, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> Why though? Mostly, I think it's nostalgia. It has to be. There's no real reason. It's not that good. I find Bugs Life to be kind of forgettable. Yeah, I mean, I forgot about Hopper. Neither of us ever saw that other spider guy. Doesn't even get a credit. Doesn't have speaking lines. I just like... I think it's Whenever pleasant. I think of it, I'm like, oh yeah. It's not like a... I need to watch that. I'm of the simple mind of Bugs Life never is had pleasant a, to I look at, to but Ants that. is shit to look at. I can't stand the... Ants looks like a weird test... It's an animation test, honestly. But I, think that's the, I think that's what I like about it. <laughs> I mean, for DreamWorks, that's probably what it was. Oh, 100%. But. I don't... Neither of them are great. But neither of them are, like... Trash would never show to my kids. Okay. I have, like, a question for you here. Um... So, Ants was the first CGI film mm-hmm. um, by DreamWorks, and we've established Toy Story was the first Pixar one. Despicable- no, why it's the first one for no, the, the, Disney. No, the, the, I'm talking about just CGI films. And Despicable Me is the first Illumination film. Mm-hmm. Fuck, Mary kill. Whoa. Have you, <laughs> you, you need to write those down, because I need to, like, ruminate on it. Okay, Ants... Which I spelled wrong. That's incredible. Okay. Uh, Toy Story. Ants, Toy Story. And Despicable Me. Despicable Me. Are we taking just... Yep. Just the film on its own. Just on Despicable a VHS Me, tape. not including We're not talking minions here. No. Just on its own. Because I don't like where Toy Story is going now. We can't... If, if we refuse to accept it, it'll go away. Okay. 
fuck, marry, kill. Fuck in the literal sense, because I don't want to fuck any of those. I do not need any of those. No, just being dismissive. That's just two fucks and a marry. <laughs> no, it's two kills and a marry. Oh, Jesus. Um. I feel like I have to marry Toy Story. Yeah, same. It's iconic. Alright, we've come to an agreement there. Continue. I have to say Minions next. You mean Despicable Me? Yeah, yeah. So are you fucking Despicable Me? And killing ants? Yeah. Me too. I've never seen Despicable Me, but I'm certain I'm going to enjoy it more than ants. Ants, oh. ants twists my body. Ladies and gentlemen, wait up for next week when I force Toby to watch Despicable Me. Do it. Write a script for me. It'll help me out. I'm struggling to keep up with these episodes. All right, actual homework question was uh, because of Bugs Land being removed and replaced. I wondered what, like, what your favorite dead land is. I managed to come up with three. <laughs> Which is good because I, I thought there was more, honestly. No. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I shared the bird on this one. I wrote it down before we, I actually checked it. We really it. don't. Disney have a thing. What are the three that you found? I'm curious because I, I struggled to even Google it. No, no, no. Three that I like wish would make a comeback. All right, well, I'm taking one for my answer. Because there are more coming through. Okay. So, Backlot Tour. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, all in the same park. Is this all California? No. All right, because that so one was all very Florida. Hollywood. Florida. Mm-hmm. This is, I call it MGM. Technically, oh, it's not, Yeah, that's Hollywood the one I'm thinking Studios. of. Okay, okay, cool. That's what I meant in my brain. Well, I call it MGM, which it was never MGM when I ever visited it. That's just what everyone I hung out with called it. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's called now. I'm nostalgic for it because it reminds me of Movie World. In the yes. whole, like, oh, we're actually making good, stuff here for real, we promise. Yeah, real so, shit. Backlot Tour was great. Uh-huh. Was very dated when they pulled it out. Um, you had the whole backstage tour of you went on a bus and they took you around inverted common movie sets. That's the best and part about Universal Studios too. Exactly. Mm. So you saw how like they do a water landing scene and you went into the false canyon and they used to like Just set a flood through it. Oh, they did that at Dreamworld too. Um, Dream- Dream World you is went, different. I'm talking about Universal. I apologize. You went to the, um, like, through through a, like, European city and they have, like, a speed car chase through it. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you also had Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which was both a 40 theater and a, like, playground. So I don't know if you've watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but it was, like, the big grass backyard and you mm-hmm. got to like play in the backyard like you were a little kid that had been shrunk down by your dad. It's kind of what made Bugs Land impressive too actually. Same same concept. It was yeah. pretty much like a um, and it was attached between streets of New York and um, the Pixar Square. So it was that back section. I'm particularly nostalgic for and this is controversial to every other Disney person in the universe I like Sorcerer Mickey's Hat the lightning and world, the right? Chinese theater. Okay, Chinese theater is still there though, isn't it? But it's kind of like covered up with other shit. Yes, it is. It was great movie ride when I was there. Mm-hmm. They've completely stripped it, and That's it's now the Mickey the Mouse train ride, train yeah. run railway. Okay. Purely because that was what it was when I was there, and I like the like iconic middle of the park anchor point. 
Yeah, because, uh, yeah. That we always do. Mm-hmm. So, most people would know it as the castle. Every single Disney park has that big middle thing. Big ass tree at Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom has the big ass tree. Tokyo has the volcano. What the? Is the golf ball at Epcot it? Pretty much, yeah. it's near the front. It's not necessarily in the middle, but it's, it's the, the anchor it's, point. It's the anchor point. It's yeah. the thing that you can see from anywhere. Technically, I suppose the one that you would have now for Hollywood Studios would be Tower, um, of, Tower, Tower of Terror. Which is, it's on the, like, it's on the corner, but you can see it from everywhere. It seems this kind of a weird, I don't like it. Um, the other place that I wish that they would bring back using to full potential is the animation courtyard. So off to one of the sides, and they still kind of do it at Disneyland. Um, they used to have, like, it was different rooms or studios that you could go into, and they had someone would teach you how to draw, very simplistically, a Disney character. And there was, like, a Mulan, like behind-the-scenes animator, like, it was, it was the look into the animation studios. Yeah. And it had that kind of interactive thing, but it was more of a studio tour than, like, an attraction. Okay. Which so I understand... I remember the drawing one, but that was all it was when I saw it. I think it's already sort of packing up at, and in those moments. It, it was. was and really, like, they weren't even using, like, the sales points around it to its best ability. They were selling Star Wars stuff. Because that was what they were getting ready for. Um, So, you know, I understand why they made the changes that they did, but I would love to see those things brought back in some way. Because I feel like they make sense in that park. Yeah. But I think Studios was always... Like, even when I was there, which, you know, we're going on over 10 years now, Studios was always the smaller park. Like, there was less to do there. Yeah. You'd never spend a full day at Hollywood Studios. You'd go and you'd leave. So, I don't know. I would I would have to go back and visit again recently to, like... I liked Bugs Land, and I'll be weird. I'll feel weird when it's gone, but my answer is not yet. But I feel it already. I feel the change is coming. I loved Epcot. I really did. It was weird. It had a weird history. And as someone who's not a massive Disney fan, going through the other parks first, Epcot was super refreshing because it was so left of field and it didn't really make any sense for a Disney park. But as we're slowly incorporating uh, Ratatouille and Frozen and I'm sure... I think Ant-Man's there? No? Guns of the Galaxy is there now too, right? As Which semi-makes sense for the park. I get it. But as they... Nemo is there. As they popularise the place, by which I mean popular stuff getting crammed into it, it'll it, it's already losing a lot of that uniqueness. And ten years from now, I'm going to miss Epcot. I I, I already think I do, but I don't think it, I don't think they're going to go. Actually, we've changed our mind about these big name characters that are selling tickets. <laughs> You know, it's not going to go back the way it was. It's already the sort of happening. The difference with Epcot... It's been shot. I'm waiting the, for it to die. At the moment, the yeah. difference with Epcot is they're making sure that what they're putting in there makes sense in the context of the park. They're never going to make Walt's Epcot. No, they it's can't. It's never going to happen. Because that's like a... um. 
I forget the word. It's, it, it removes itself from America if they follow his original design. Listen to our Epcot episode. I think that they're trying to keep in mind what Epcot is supposed to be and integrating the two together. Yeah. I feel like the integration will take a lot of that weird spark out of it because I did like it because it was so left of field. Normalizing it makes fucking way more sense. I'm definitely not the target audience for anything. Look, it, but it, it, it's not Epcot if they do. It it has the same issue that Tomorrowland has. I don't mind Tomorrowland as much Epcot because is it's very, futury stuff. But it's Epcot Wars, is very eighties. Yeah, I suppose you need to pull it out of the eighties and give it what it's going to be in you know 2050. And I think they're trying to do that. As best they way. currently can. Yeah. So, we'll wait and see. And you listener, don't have to wait and see, because you can listen to us talk about Epcot on that episode. What episode do you think I should go back and listen to, Kyle, before we leave? Santa Claus. <laughs> yes, you did do a character bio of Santa Claus one time. It was interesting. Alright, well, there, there it is. This has been us. This has been the great bug-related film of 1998 debate. <laughs> I think I won. I've been your host, Toby DiPolo. I've been joined I'm by producer, producer Kyle. Kyle. and I think I won. I think you're blinded by nostalgia. And I, don't, I think... I don't think I've beat you enough. Stay tuned for next week when I try again. Email your decisive winner to schoolforwaywardnerds at gmail.com that's true neither of us can confirm who won but i know who the one who lost was the poor listener yeah so so thank you for sticking it out good for you if you're listening to this thumbs up buddy remember to rate review subscribe listen to our back catalog and we will see you next time ciao that's not how you class dismissed